Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your Jam That Champion, and as always, I'm joined by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania Champion, Tempest, the wrestler. Hello, Tempest. Boom, budge, the, budge, the boom, budge, the budge, yeah. the yeah. the budge. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a bit tired already i've been back one week and i'm like oh a bit tired you know but it's funny how that happens uh, yeah but i think that's more to do with sleep than it is anything else mm-hmm. um but i uh, you know what i really enjoyed rampage so i'm in a i'm in a good mood i thought it was a great show which we're gonna I, talk about in a little bit i thought this was a top-notch rampage mm. like tippy top-notch mm. it was great well very well balanced show. I'm excited to talk about it. the the yeah. rampage takeover of the SmackDown podcast is in full swing now. It's like fifty fifty whether we lead with SmackDown or Rampage, and I like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and especially because we've also got some stuff to talk about with WWE. You know, the whole releases thing this week and how that kind of soured me on the entire episode of SmackDown this week. But we will we'll, we'll we'll talk about that that stuff later. Uh, have you got any plans for the weekend, Tempest? Uh, yeah, basically, as soon as we're done this and I've finished up the aftercare, I'm going bowling. Ooh. I'm okay. not good at bowling. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the bumpers up? Uh, no, I do not have the bumpers up. I will take my okay. gutter balls with shame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my one of my buddies decided, you know what? We're going bowling this weekend. I went, okay. You know, and that... that I haven't seen him in in a while, so it'll be it'll be nice. It'll be it'll be well well worth the wait, I would say. Mm. So that that's that's fun. We still haven't gotten to do a whole lot of those type of things. Like we might go and sit on a patio for a while, you know. But as far as going out and like going bowling, going golfing, those type of things are much more uh, spread out 
few and far between. So I'm excited to get to do that this weekend. Mm, that sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Uh, I, meanwhile, have nothing on. Um, I'm going to chill out. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a lot of Stardew Valley, I think. That's Ooh. probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm excited to go bowling. But I mm. would really love a day like that too. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's just some me good. time. I yeah. spent I, I spent a night earlier this week playing Pokemon Coliseum. Mm. Oh, that game is fun. Oh, it's good I would enough. I'd I'd like to finish that game at some point, mm-hmm. but Lord knows there's just never enough time in the week. Yeah, that's true. I also realized I got reminded, uh, thanks Andy, earlier this week that the new the Pokemon games are coming out in like a couple weeks, and I totally forgot that that was happening. And I'm like, I'm probably gonna have to wait till next payday at this rate. <laughs> I have to wait until <laughs> December before I can get it. But I totally forgot that was happening. Um, but I think I'm I'm I don't know which one I'm gonna get because it's the 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 br- brilliant shining diamond pearl. <laughs> I don't know which yeah, one's pretty good, much. I'll be honest. Brilliant diamond and shining, shining pearl. And shining pearl, right? Yeah, that's dumb. Do you know which one you're getting? Do you have a preference? Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting brilliant diamond. Okay. Dialga's just cooler than Palkia. That's true. That's absolutely correct. Um, it's weird. I I don't know whether this is just a me thing because I I remember having this this debate with myself um back when I was playing diamond and pearl for the first time because I had diamond and mm-hmm. Dialga was really cool and stuff. Um. I thought like the idea of Palkia, I think is cooler. I, I maybe it's just like I think I have a preference for big monsters and stuff that have two legs. I think I, <laughs> I prefer bipedal rather than quadrupedal. I don't know whether I'm just more like I don't know. I just have like a natural leaning to stuff that's bipedal than quadrupedal. I don't know, but I was like, I feel like Palkia is cooler, but Dialga is cooler. So it's your fault that all of the fire starters ended up on two legs for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. Yeah, yeah that one. No, that it's one it's totally your fault. the The real question is which which starter do you go with? I mean, like, I kind of gotta do Chimchar, right? Because Infernape is like one of my favorite stars of all the stars. Infernape's amazing, and I love him. I don't... You know what? Gen 4 starters are probably one of the strongest batches that they've got, because I really like Empoleon, I really like Torterra, and I love Infernape. Like, all three of them are pretty good, if not great. So yeah. I, I just gotta do Chimchar. He's just great. Yeah, it's a it's a solid choice. Backed up Chimchar. further by the fact that there are just no fire types in this game. <laughs> yeah, it, that you, too. You pick Chimchar, or you catch a Ponyta, or you get no fire types. Those are your yes. options until the post yeah. game. So, yeah, I I will probably also pick Chimchar. I mm. I like I like Chimchar, and I, cool. I I think it's funny that they followed up one of the more well-rounded batches of, of starter Pokemon with by far the worst batch of starter Pokemon in the following generation. The fifth <laughs> gen. They yeah. hit a wall. They hit a wall and they got sure none did. of them through. Oh, God. I mean, like, I feel like Oshawott is alright. Sam- Samurott's yeah. terrible. But yeah. Oshawott's cool. I think Snivy's okay. Tepig's okay. It's just when they evolve, they become a bit terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Like, 
Yeah. I feel like Oshawott's line would be like my third favorite line on a good batch of starter Pokemon. It would be it would be my third favorite mm-hmm. on a solid trio. But yeah, it being yeah. the best one of a bad trio is much, much worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It gets it gets painted with the same bad brush as yeah. the rest of the one from, from Gen 5. Um and also there was another thing I was gonna say about something to do with the starters that Tempest, I've done it again, mate. Yeah, I've this thought it's... of something. It's kind of your gimmick at this point. It is because I I think of it, but then you know when you do the thing where you're where you're really rude, where you've thought of something and you go, I'm gonna wait for that person to finish what they have to say because I've got something to say and I'm just gonna interject and divert the conversation back to where I wanted to go. I've been actively trying to not do that more. So by extension, I'll I'll think of something to say and be like, okay, I'll bring that up later, but let's put it to the back for now because I should probably pay attention to what they're actually saying right now. So I put it to the back and then forget it. So now I now I can't draw back on it to 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 get it back again. That was what I was going to say. The fire guy, see, that was all a stalling tactic. I didn't really believe any of what I was saying. That's a lie. I do believe that. Um, <laughs> the 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 fire elite four guy, Flint in Diamond uh-huh. and Pearl, had like one fire type, and then had like Lopunny and Steelix, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Just yeah. as a Pokemon with a fire move, it's like that counts, right? That was um, that was that was, that was poorly designed. They neglected that fire type in those games very badly. It was like it was like they went they went all out putting water types in the first generation, and then and then grass has had decent amounts of exposure like throughout each of the games because there's always a forest in these games. Mm, But it's it's hit or miss whether there's ever like a volcano or something where you can have just fire types populating the area. And mm-hmm. if there isn't one of those spots, you just get no fire types this time. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. It's very stupid, but hopefully they'll fix it for brilliant diamond shiny pearl. I have seen zero about the games aside from the initial announcement. I haven't seen anything. If there has been anything else about the games, I haven't seen anything about it at all. Um, but I mean, I'm, so I'm hoping that there's more fire types around. That's not bony tower and infinite. I, I, I doubt it. I doubt there will be, but yeah. it it looks like Diamond and Pearl, but pretty. Like it looks like good. a faithful a faithful remake. So thumbs I mean, up for that. They're good games, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Fine by me. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Rampage. We've got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I actually, um, want to talk about a wrestling show this time. Yeah, <laughs> Not like oh, let's talk about NXT. Oh. No, <laughs> let's talk about Rampage. Let's talk about Rampage, where we've got to talk about uh, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Oh my good god, golly gosh, they did a promo, didn't they? Whoo, it was very, very good. Uh, Let's talk about it. Oh my good golly, gee whiz gosh. Whoa, holy hot damn. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk is made official for full gear. And they had a promo segment on this episode of Rampage. Oh my god, it was amazing. It was really, really good. It was outstanding. And we are going to talk about it in depth. 
Uh, but first things first, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of Rampage and SmackDown. I am Chopper Piquino, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, your Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Also, we are sponsored by Beer52. Beer52 coming back and sponsoring us once again because they're awesome. Go check out the link at beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get 10 free craft beers, UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay for the postage of $5.95. They're really awesome. Go check it out. Click the link at the top of the description and in the pinned comment in the live chat. Anyway, getting in ultra chats as well at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to go through all the ones that are five bucks and up, five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, we've already got Crikey, we've already got a few in already. Get those in, because uh, we go th- we go through all of them. Right. Rampage is a show that happened. Yes, we're leading with Rampage again, because of one thing, <laughs> and also because... Oh, what a segment! Okay. CM Punk came out and did his normal CM Punk thing, where he came out and he was like, oh, wow, St. Louis is awesome. And you're great. But then very quickly transitioned away into, right, let's get into business. Eddie Kingston, he interrupted me. Supposed to have a face-to-face. Let's do this. Eddie Kingston came out. And this was one of those very special promo segments where obviously it wasn't scripted. Now, you could tell that just from the, the natural way they were bouncing off each other. But it's one of those things that makes you forget that the show is scripted, <laughs> where it just felt like two people were arguing. And it felt very real, like they were talking over each other. Both of them are so natural on the mic that they have the ability to talk over each other without diminishing the other's presence and allowing be backing off at exactly the right time to allow the other person to get their crucial line in. And then they can t- talk over each other again. And then the other person has a chance to do their rebuttal. But all of it like flowed so naturally together. Both of them laid in some great points. The whole crux of this promo was essentially Eddie Kingston saying that back in the, you know, the, the olden days of the Indies. Back in uh, the old days. Back in the old days. The old... Ring of Honor and <laughs> Exactly. Basically saying that Kingston was screwed over backstage. How people backstage, like Punk, used to diminish his abilities and chat the S word about him uh, backstage after shows. Uh, what? Because he liked to eat a little bit? Because he liked food? You know? Is it, is that what it was? And Punk was like, hey man, yeah, I did talk about you like that back then. So did everybody else. So did guys that you mentioned, like Samoa Joe and Amazing Red and Brian Danielson. They were all there. They were all chatting S about you as well. Because we saw so much potential in you. It's not my fault that you aren't living up to your own potential because you're a bum. And I was like, oh, this suddenly got very personal. Um, it It was a wonderful, wonderfully laid out segment. Really good substance. And both of them just had valid points. You know, it was just like there wasn't a heel and a face. It was just two guys who didn't like each other for reasons. And people can side with who they wanted to. And I thought, you know, I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier. When CM Punk first came into AEW, one of the feuds I really wanted to see him do was against Eddie Kingston purely for the promo battles. And yeah. my God, this delivered. I thought this was fan friggin' tastic. Yeah, you hit on a bunch of points right there that I think are very important. One, I loved the pacing of this segment perhaps where 
it's it always seems very contrived when it's like i'm gonna say my piece now i'm gonna stop and you pick up the mic and you're gonna say your piece it just doesn't that's not how a real conversation a real argument would go you'd be like no 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 no, you shut up let me talk there would be a lot more of that and i felt like we got that in this segment where yeah they would talk over each other and finally eddie kings would be like no you're gonna hear what i have to say and then punk would be like oh god okay go ahead kind of thing Mm -hmm. i find that a lot more natural than the other way so that's that's one thumbs up the other thumbs up that i have i believe i don't know either of these two guys personally but I don't think that there's really any real heat between these two guys. They probably went backstage after this and like dapped each other up, gave each other a bro hug and said, Hey man, great promo, you know, but I felt every word that they were saying here because everything they said had like a morsel of truth to it, or at least Mm -hmm. could be true. When Eddie Kingston says that you buried me behind my back in Ring of Honor, and or he didn't say a Ring of Honor, but back in the day, buried me behind my back because of this reason, this reason, this reason. And then Punk says, yeah, we did talk about that, but that's because you didn't live up to your potential because you're a bum. And it's like, well, Eddie Kingston never made it to the show until last year. And I'm not saying that's his fault or anything, but you can understand like the reasoning behind the promo where you hear that and you go, might have a bit of a point, you know? And then for Eddie Kingston to come back and say, no one in that locker room wants you here. Everybody back there doesn't like you. And we're all sad that you're here. And you know that Punk has a little bit of that bite to him. And there are people that don't like Punk. So I'm just like, I mean, there's some truth to that too. I'm sure there are people in the AEW locker room that see Punk come around the corner and go, oh, geez. So, when you've got two baby faces throwing out barbs that you could think you could plausibly think that everything they're saying could be true. It's a different level of investment that I then have in their program and therefore rivalry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mwah, magnifique. This was, this was so, so great. And my final point that I wanted to kind of make about this was they worked this promo like a match. Because a match is a promo, a promo is a match. They teach you that in, in wrestling school 100 times over. They started off small. It's like, hey, man, I just want my apology. Don't interrupt me. We ain't, got, we ain't got a problem. There's no beef here. And then it just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And then, boom, you got to have a brawl. And then the segment's over. This was like a, a masterfully crafted promo segment. Honestly, I think it's the best promo segment of the year. I can't think of one that was like this great. There's been some really good ones from earlier in the year. I know John Moxley cut an absolutely fantastic promo ahead of Revolution. But this, this was just so much fun. Because we don't usually see AEW people cut the dueling promo. It happens every once in a while. But a lot of the time, it's like someone comes out for an interview. Before they can answer the question, they get cut off. Someone else cuts the promo. And then they fight. You don't usually get just two guys with mics cutting promos at each other. Oh, I I would take this kind of thing on every show because I just love great promo duels so much. This was so great. Yeah, like you said, it was was absolutely fantastic. And and the brawl at the end, even though the brawl wasn't anything particularly special, like it wasn't like a particularly outstanding brawl, it's the fact that it came at the end of this promo segment that escalated that made the brawl feel special. And it was like, you know, AEW has a brawl segment. 
fight all the time, right? Pe- people fight. That's what yeah. they do, right? There was like five of them this week. Yeah, exactly, right? They're, they're all the time. But this one felt different because it had been built to properly in the promo leading up to it. And you had the people coming out and separating them. And it's the it's the little things of, you know, that they're being separated. And then Punk does the big fights everyone off and dives onto Kingston again. And they're shouting at each other. It was the great visual of Punk just like staring him down and mouthing him off and like trying to put his hair slick back down. And Kingston just like proper open mouth, like tongue out, just being like, I'm going to mess you up, son. It's just like, oh, this is, this is going to be very intense and personal. And you know what? As a sale for full gear, big thumbs up on this end. I'm super pumped for this match. I think it's going to be something very different because I feel like a lot of the matches that we're going to have are going to be, sure, intense and personal and things. But there's so much variety already on this card. And I think this is going to be a very different style of match to some other ones. This is going to be the big kind of like personal blood feud. And you've already got Kenny Omega and Hangman Page on the rest of the card. But I feel like this is a very different kind of blood feud that they're going to be having. This is going to be the intense personal one. Where I would be highly surprised if the bell rings and they start doing you know, lockups and takedowns and stuff. I feel like this is going to be the one where the bell rings and they just start fighting again. Because I think that is something that would play into both of their characters beautifully. I think it'd be great. Yeah. And this would be another different side of Punk that we haven't seen since he's come back to AEW again. That kind of brawling, like, we've seen a lot of the technical side of him now. Now we're just going to get him have a have a fight. It's going to be great. Yeah. This, this segment was buys. This was a money segment. And honestly, yeah. like... When I when I saw what they did last week and was like, okay, it looks like Eddie Kingston and CM Punk is the direction. Right, yeah, that probably will be will be fine. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because they just uh, interrupted him. Is whatever. That's as as tame a way to get into a feud as you can get. One promo segment, and now it's like, well, I got to see this match. Right. If I was if I wasn't watching this for work, and if I was on the fence about buying this show, I'd be like, well, I got to buy it now. You know, and I totally agree that you look at Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, and I fully expect that to be like theater. I expect mm-hmm. there to be like it's the the crafted story, the pure storytelling. This is a fight. This yes. is gonna be a fight, and there's gonna be that difference. And again, it's gonna set all the matches apart on the show and make it that much better, that much more uh I've lost the word that I'm looking for, but everything is distinct. <laughs> Everything's mm. distinct, unique, which just helps a card flow that much more. It's good stuff, man. I love this kind mm. of stuff. Yeah, it, it it was as you said, absolutely money segment. It sells the pay per view perfectly. This next weekend, I'm I'm so excited for the show. Genuinely, like, and this segment really kind of like solidified it because this is the first AEW show I've watched since I've been back. You know, I'm, I missed a couple weeks, uh, but now watching this rampage, I'm like, right, I'm right back into the. AEW mindset and I'm right back into being excited for full gear this was a, a brilliant segment for a very good feud and it proves that all you need you do not need to complicate storytelling <laughs> all you need to do is have two guys that want to fight and if they're good at talking let them talk and they yep. they can do it for you that's all you need to do is let them talk and they are these guys are wonderful I love them both I think the match is going to be great the feud is going to be great five out of five 10 out of 5. 17 oh, out yeah. of 5. Great segment. <laughs> Two thumbs way, way up. Let's yeah. go. Exactly. More promo segments like this, please. Wrestling oh, will be a better place. Exactly, yes.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into your ultra chats here. Let's see what you guys thought of this. Uh, get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support. Read all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Charles Berg says uh, that could have been the most passionate and enthralling promo I've ever seen in my life. Punk and Eddie are great. I've heard some people want Hangman to be like a Tommy Dreamer, but I think AEW already has a Tommy Dreamer. His name is Eddie Kingston. Some people. Y- yes. Some people. I've heard mm-hmm. one people. <laughs> one people that that may have possibly used to work here yeah so, maybe yeah I, <laughs> Who I, knows? I don't i don't think i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think it's a good idea i i think hangman page is ready to be the top baby face of this company and i, I don't know that that's gonna happen to full gear but it might and if it does i'm ready for it yeah same that's that's the best way to put it yeah i like that uh all bagaloo says, I think what I love about the Eddie CM Punk feud the most is that it's two baby faces we like, but they just don't like each other. It's a unique dynamic that adds so much to a character and story, and one we don't really get to see in wrestling often. That's true. I mean, even, like, the, the thing that I really like a lot in, in WWE storytelling, uh, the, the one thing that I normally praise them on, is when a heel has valid points. But for this one, it's just two baby faces, and both of them have valid points. Because normally, you'll side with one person... Like, one person is more noticeably in the wrong 
than another mm-hmm. person. Like you can see where they're coming from, but they're still probably wrong. It's their own, they're projecting their own insecurities or whatever it may be, right? This one was just two guys. You're like, no, I can totally see both sides to this. Like you, you're both kind of right. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree as well. And I think it's a byproduct of both of these guys feel like they're just themselves. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I never feel like Eddie Kingston or CM Punk are out there playing characters because there are characters in the show. For sure. Like when I go out and see Miro or Malachi Black, I don't think that's how they speak in real mm-hmm. life. You know, they're playing up the character. For these two guys, I feel like they just go out and talk. And mm-hmm. when they do that, they feel that much more authentic. And then you get pro- promo segments like this where they both have valid points. And it's just like it all just feels that much more real. Hmm. 100% agree. Frank Miko says, You're a bum has to be when hands start flying. Everything Eddie said, uh, Everything Eddie said could be before that. Uh, Cannon needs how Kingston went from being excited before first dance to nobody wants you here. I looked up to you then, thought age would change things. There was a lot of words in that. I'm not quite sure of the message behind it. He continues on with the next one, which might help. He does indeed. When, uh, thought age would change things. When CM Punk called Kingston a bum, Eddie should have ripped out Punk's liver, threw it on the mat and said, you don't even need it anyway. Haha, uh-huh. well, you do need a liver. You do, you do. Your, need li- that. your liver is not just to be damaged by alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that is not its purpose. That's funny. Uh, yes, I, I guess I agree. They should fight a lot. Yes. Uh, Sorry says, uh, when they managed to get the crowd nearly turn on punk during the uh, the segment with Eddie, my gosh. Plus, is Brian versus Romero match another Mox versus Kojima and uses a stepping stone to something else? Some chaos time, maybe? Do not give me hope. Mm. I don't. Don't. I, literally, I, I, I gasped when that thing came up and it said... Um, yeah, Danielson versus Rocky Romero. I was like, <gasps> oh my God. Like, I, 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 I genuinely, even though we've had Kojima and Kenta and Suzuki and people that, I still just go, New Japan person in, yeah. in AEW. It, I, I'm still not over it yet. It's, it's, it's so fun. Anytime I see someone from another company, it's like, but they're not in AEW. It's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's oh, it's super exciting. It's super exciting. I love this kind of stuff. This is what I was waiting for the whole time. You know, obviously I want the big stars and the big dream matches, but every so often, hey man, Brian Danielson and Rocky Romero on TV, that's going to be awesome. And I'm super excited for that. I don't know that this is going to happen, but maybe like the Dynamite after full gear, there's a certain Rainmaker that's going to be in the United States at that point. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not back- gonna be. At, yeah, I have. Oh. I'm really excited. Oh, Okada's facing uh, Buddy Matthews at yeah. uh, uh, the New Japan show in LA, and I'm really looking forward to that one. But I mean, maybe you know he's not gonna be at full gear because the New Japan show is that night. But if it comes out the dynamite after that, and I don't know, they like to do the big surprise thing the show after the pay per view. Mm. That'd be a big surprise. Absolutely. Uh, Cyclone, hey Brandon, says, uh, this promo started with Eddie acting as heel and Punk as face, and the crowd ended up on Eddie's side. It then ended up being such an incredible war of words that ended with Punk being seen as the instigator. The brawl at the end reminded me of Cena Lesnar 2012. Good comparison. Yeah, one of WWE's better, uh, pull apart, they come back together brawls Mm. in recent, Mm. well, not recent years, it was like 10 years ago now, but 
you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, there's a few more Ultra Chats here, but we'll get into the rest of them later on. Uh, keep sending those in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all the rest of them later. But for now, let's talk about the rest of Rampage. Let's get into the rest of that, and then we'll get into SmackDown after that. But firstly, just want to remind everyone that we are sponsored by Beer52, who've been sponsoring us a bunch because they're amazing. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You can get a crate of 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only. You don't have to pay for the postage of $5.95. Get 10 free craft beers sent out to you. They're lovely. And if there's a certain type of beer you don't like, if you don't like dark beer, you can choose the light option. You only get light beers. It's beautiful. Just go again. They're great. Beers. You like that? Do that. UK viewers only. Beer52. They've been sponsoring us a whole bunch. You've seen us drinking Beer52s on friggin' live reaction streams for like years now. They're amazing. Go check them out. And especially... Because we have such a good relationship with Beer 52. For other people, you people, you other people that get sponsored by Beer 52, they get eight free beers. But if you do it with us, you get ten. That's two more beers. Quick math right there. Oh, hell yeah. It's great. Anyway, Beer 52, go check them out. Link in the top description. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. talk about rampage which started off with brian danielson versus anthony bowens and you know what i wasn't super excited about this match going into it it's brian danielson i'm already fairly excited because it's danielson but like you know i wasn't expecting anything special i thought this was really really fun danielson's a masterful wrestler isn't he bowens is great max caster on the rap as well had a very good (laughs) line very good line at the end um, of the uh, I end careers quicker than your father-in-law because Brian Danielson's father-in-law is John Laurinaitis. Uh oh! Uh, I thought that was that was very funny and like and that was like a a, a good kind of controversial. Like you know, yeah. there's a couple of times where I'm just like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. This one is on like the right side of the, the line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one hit yeah. the mark. Totally right. Um, and yeah, I and then that led into the match itself, which I thought was rad you know danielson's amazing and bowens i think i think we mentioned this when um max caster was off doing his like his sensitivity training from the last time he he got into trouble naughty boy uh and bowens was having doing a little bit of a singles run and i was like man anthony bowens is really good i think this just showcased a little bit more i think that dude has got a very bright future in aw great match danielson won obviously technical prowess overcame the odds against caster great stuff hell yeah you know, I, it's weird. I have a weird time looking at AEW and not just seeing like every match is going to be a big dream match, you know, you know, like, you know what I mean? Cause for a while mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, you wrestled Kenny Omega. Then he wrestled Minoru Suzuki, you wrestled Dustin Rose. And these are all like really big, cool matches. And then we get occasionally matches like this where we also had the match against nick jackson and it's nick jackson so of course it's gonna be great but then this was as close to like a regular match Mm -hmm. just like this was a tv opener match featuring brian danielson and hot damn if it wasn't one of the best tv opener matches i've seen in recent weeks and months he's just so great He's so great, and I said in the written review that I'm sure if you walk in and look at the card and see your name penciled in next to Brian Danielson, you'll be like, 
great match tonight. I'm gonna gonna put in the work. Maybe have the best match of my career. This this was really fun stuff, man. Really, really fun stuff. I was wondering if Brian Danielson was going to be able to come up with like a new way to beat somebody. Because like, well, you ran through like five or six different potential finishers. I don't know how many more you've got left in the tank, but you went back to the LaBelle lock. This was a really fun match. I really like Anthony Bowens. I really like Brian Danielson. Every time I mm-hmm. see him, I was like, you're making it harder for me to argue against you being the best wrestler in the whole world. You know, you know. Just awesome. Yeah. Great match. I think you covered all the points there, but this was a really, really fun opener. Thumbs up from me. Danielson looks great. I'm so pumped for Danielson versus Miro as well. Yeah. Because this is this Daniel Daniel Bryan versus Rusev. This is not. This these feel like two completely different people having a completely different match in a completely different company. Like that people being like, you know, the same that are doing the comparisons to, to old WWE me to say oh it's just WWE rerun or whatever it's really not these are these feel like two completely different characters and the thing that I love about Danielson and AEW like you're saying about it just to kind of wrestles and they're not all dream matches and stuff is that he's wrestling all the time <laughs> like for someone like Danielson you could quite conceivably uh you could quite conceivably just have reserve him for the big matches. You know, we'll just put him mm. against Kenny Omega. We'll just put him against this big star over here. We'll just build to the big pay-per-view matches and stuff like that. But he's just come in and just done some amazing wrestling against everyone. I love that so much. And I'm I'm so pumped. You know what? I know it's supposed to be Danielson versus Moxley and best wishes to Moxley with everything he's going through right now. I'm really excited for Danielson Miro because I genuinely believe that Miro might win. I know he's the replacement in the tournament, but man, I I kind of want Miro to win. I'm, I'll yeah. be honest. I could see it happening. I could totally see it happening. And I think to me, this is the biggest example of AEW's roster being just absolutely balls to the wall, crazy, incredible that you can replace what would be a really big match in Brian Danielson versus John Moxley and instead run it back with Brian Danielson versus Miro. And I'm like, I'm equally as excited to see that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's great it's stuff. Great. Love this company. Um, we had FTR and Andrade El Idolo backstage. And I, I obviously I had, wasn't super aware of the story cause I've missed stuff for two weeks. So I knew I'd I'd heard that the masked team that Andrade had was actually FTR. Really like the MJF called them the greatest luchadors of all time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, they're the the AAA tag champions now, which is very very cool. Um, I really like the the dynamic you have between people. Like Andrade is paying MJF to hire the services of FTR. I'm like that's. That's just cool. Like that furthers everyone's characters. It's a really interesting, like heel heel dynamic without all oh we're friends because we're heels kind of thing. It's just that like that they have like a tense business relationship between them. I think it all it, it works. It's good. I like it. You, you see MGF get paid and they all celebrate and walk off. It's great. And I completely also again, agree. Also again, Dax Harwood versus um Thingy Bob Pack. <laughs> talk about good. a match a match i never i never thought about wanting but now that i've seen the graphic i was like oh wednesday can't come soon enough mm-hmm. i can't can't wait can't wait yeah should be very fun uh i i, I then i 
I got to this point in my notes and I was like, oh my God, I haven't written anything. I've just been watching the show. <laughs> so I went, <laughs> I went back and I was like, I should probably make some notes about Danielson versus Bowens because I just kind of checked out and was just watching. We then got the Punk versus Kingston um, promo segment, as we've mentioned. My one note for that segment is Christ on a bike. That was so much fun. Uh, and then we got uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage against the Super Click at full gear in a Falls Count Anywhere match. That got confirmed later on the show, but they did a promo uh, doing the challenge. Once again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That sounds like a boatload of fun. Yeah, sure does, right? Um, I'm I'm well into that. That should be a, a very good time. Um, and then we got Red Velvet versus The Bunny in uh, the, the last round one match of the TBS uh, Championship Tournament. And this I thought was quite interesting um, because it was a fairly quick match, but it was still well presented. They had, you know, Jade Cargill was at the front row. Uh, Red Velvet managed to win in the end after a decent bit. They kind of just went straight into big moves um, for this one. There wasn't really too much psychology going on in there, but it was decent enough. Like it was just kind of big move, big move, big move, big move. And then Red Velvet got the win. Velvet versus Cargill in the next round. I'm actually really interested just based on their history alone. I'm really curious as to what their match in the next round is going to look like. So, yeah, I'm intrigued. I am as well. I'm as well. And I think it's interesting because obviously, like, the women's division in AEW still isn't necessarily given as much screen time as perhaps it should. You know, they get, like, one match per per rampage and and then maybe a match or two on, on Dynamite. But most of the time, the match itself, when it happens, is still given that same kind of respect and that this TBS championship tournament is being treated very seriously. They're obviously setting up for the next match in the, in the tournament. It's all, it's all still pretty good stuff. I just wish it could have been a little bit longer. I thought obviously this was probably the weakest thing on the show, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that it was bad. I think, I think red velvet's come a long way this year from just being Cody's tag partner against Shaq and Jade Cargill. And that was all the way back in like March or February or something like that how everything's changed since then, but I'm really looking forward to seeing these two go at it again. Cause I think they've grown a lot as competitors in the last six, seven, eight months. And hopefully they should have a really good match. Absolutely. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. And I'm glad that they're still presenting the TBS tournament as like prestigious and not just like throwing it away kind of thing. I'm just glad it's another highlight for, for women in AEW, which is good. They're taking more and more steps in the right direction, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we then had our main event of uh John Silver versus Adam Cole, baby. Or oh, sorry, Budge. 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 I don't know if I get it, but sure, it's, it's fine. I know, I know, I know. It's a BTE thing, but just like it's them it's making fun of all the WWE rumors. Mm. It's it's John Silver going, hey. We need you to cut your hair. Maybe you can be our manager. We're going to change your name, which mm-hmm. is all the things that WWE reportedly mm-hmm. said to him and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plan for him and such. Yeah, I, I'm hit and miss on when they take things directly from being the elite and put putting it on Dynamite. I like when being the elite is like the little extra things that you can watch but don't need to. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I'm kind of iffy on it, but the main event was was just an excellent match i thought yeah oh no it was so much fun and I, I i agree with you on the 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 bte thing i think it works for this one because you don't really need the context it's just like john silver calls him budge yeah 
That's basically it, right? That's all you need. Um, it was okay. Uh, I, I didn't mind that integration, but I liked the story of this match being that Adam Cole is selling the concerto that he took, and he's kind of like a bit discombobulated, you know, still from that. He makes the concerto look amazing. Um, How do you sell a concussion gonna... without calling it a concussion? Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's just, you know, off, and he's got a bit of an injury. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought this was very well done. And my goodness, I did not expect the near falls from John Silver in this match. But hot damn, there was a there was a great one where uh, Young Bucks got involved, and referee was like, "Did you did you do did you get involved?" And then Dark Order came down and, and even the odds. While the referees back were turned, Adam Cole went for a low blow, but John Silver blocked it, turned around, kicked him in the dick, and did a big spin out power bomb. And I was like, "Wait, is John Silver winning this match?" <laughs> oh, what a brilliant near fall. Uh, for Adam Cole there, but he managed to win with the boom uh, eventually to to get the win. It was really fun, really fun match. Like I I didn't expect it to be as competitive as it was, and I I think it really it worked being it telling that story. Yeah, I totally agree. This to me felt very much like a PWG match because I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of John Silver PWG matches, and he will just go nuts in matches like this when he's given the chance because he's really 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 good. And I could I could gush about how so many people that you don't even realize have been elevated so much from when they debuted in this company. But like John Silver and Alex Reynolds were just the jobbers. They were the two jobbers on hand. And now they're like John Silver's having a main event match with Adam Cole on Rampage. And it's great. That's amazing. That's that's Mm -hmm. how you build stars naturally over time. I love that. I love looking at that and seeing progression of this roster. Mm hmm. And I bet you any money, if John Silver had, like, if they'd done that spot and John Silver would have won against Adam Cole, I reckon there would have been some naysayers to be like, oh, maybe Adam Cole should have won that match. But I bet you there was there would be a, a decent chunk of people being like, no, this totally makes sense. Like, it's a very good story that they're telling. John Silver, the guy who a couple years ago was just no one, right? He was just a dude on the AEW roster. And now, yeah, feasibly, he could have beaten Adam Cole and people would have been like, yeah, that checks out. Like, that's crazy. Wild. You might have elevated, Wild. Right? Love yeah. it. Love it's it. crazy. Um, but yeah, really good stuff. Fun ends to the show. And then obviously that's building towards this, um, the trios match, the Falls Count Anywhere trios match at full gear. That should also be very fun. Super excited for that. Just a really good show. Really good show. As you mentioned before we went on air, really well balanced and just a ton of fun. And God, that promo segment was so good. Yeah. Wonderful opening match, excellent promo segment. You further the TBS Championship Tournament, and then a great main event. You could not cram more great wrestling content into one hour. Yeah, man, love it, love it, great stuff. What a what a what a, what a fun show! What a, great what a show. fun show! What you know, I didn't show. hate SmackDown this week. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't, didn't hate like it. it. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's not bad. Usually I'm like, yay, hey, Rampage, oh, SmackDown. But now it's like, yeah, all right, let's talk about SmackDown. Speaking of, let's talk about SmackDown, which started off. Here's your, here's your warning, everyone. We're switching over to talking about SmackDown now. There you go. Uh, started off with Roman Reigns, said he was 432, 432 days as champion. Uh, which made it 433 by the time he finished his entrance. <laughs> that's, a, 
It's a zinger. That's a it was 10 minutes boy. before they started talking. It's bad, isn't it? That's terrible. terrible. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a recap of uh, Woods and Kingston versus the Usos, which was good for me because I didn't watch last week. Um, we then had the thing about Lesnar getting suspended, and Reigns is asking Heyman what happened last week. And Heyman was avoiding the fact that the Usos lost. And Reigns, he gets him to say that Jimmy got pinned. Uh, There's a weird bit where they both point at each other. It's like, Jimmy, it was quite clearly, they played a replay of you getting <laughs> pinned. I don't think you can get away with this. I don't think you can work twin magic on Roman here, mate. Um, but Jimmy says that he's going to fix it. You know, he, we're the bloodline. I'll make him respect the, the make of Madonna, the tribal chief. Uh, Woods and Kingston came out. And I thought this promo was very long and occasionally not funny. It was okay. But there were sometimes I was like, they are trying jokes. Not all of them are landing. But it was okay. Woods asked for another match. It's going to be him versus Jimmy. But if he wins, and I was like, okay, they're going to they're gonna say, but if they win, they get a shot at the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Didn't do that. He said, if we win, then Jimmy Uso has to bend the knee. And I went, oh. Right. I didn't hate it. I like, didn't hate the step, I'll be honest. I, 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 I don't hate it. There are worse things. And I like that they're still making King of the Ring feel important, especially by the end of the show. It was like, oh, they're actually kind of like elevating woods by the end of this. That's good. I don't mind them playing into the whole King thing because... I think Woods can make that work. As as an actual lovable babyface, Woods is a very good candidate to try and make the whole King gimmick work. But I don't like the fact that bending the knee is more important than the tag team titles. Like, well, yeah. I feel like that should be the thing that they're fighting for, not you have to kneel, and that's bad. I don't know. I just... There's, there's another thing that was right there that you could have just said instead of that. that I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Man. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think that the tag title should be given more importance and whatnot. But what I did like about this is that it served as a vehicle to further the Roman Reigns story. Because if you're acknowledging someone else on the show, what does that do for me? Mm-hmm. And such and such. So, well... I'm going to bend the knee is goofy WWE. We got to put something on a graphic type stuff. I saw it and I was like, well, I'm interested in this match because I care about the story. And therefore, when I care about the story, I can give them a pass on their little weird idiosyncrasies and stuff. You know, so I I didn't have that big of a problem with the stip. The comedy, I can take it or leave it. But I was I was thoroughly interested in the main event coming out of this out of this segment so i was like okay solid enough it's definitely not the worst thing they've ever done um but uh yeah i just i think more than anything i didn't hate the stipulation i hated how much commentary said it because good god going through (laughs) the whole episode who will bend the knee it's like game of thrones ended like two years ago can we please move on and it was trash yeah, sure. These was. are the jokes you made at the height of Game of Thrones, not yeah. after their terrible yeah. final season, which it's is a terrible really... final season, Luke Owen. I don't care what you yes, say. It is. My God, he's so wrong about that. Anyway, we then got uh, Naomi versus Shayna Baszler, and we had a recap of Sonya Deville being a special guest referee and screwing over Naomi. I was like, I'm really glad I didn't miss anything then, uh, yeah. because that, this story is, is in exactly the same position as when <laughs> I left. Um, Sonya Deville backstage takes credit for Naomi being fired up lately. 
Uh, and I like that. It's it's like what, not to get too serious or anything, but it's kind of what like abusers do when they just take credit for stuff they haven't done to try and like feather their own thing and they're like gaslight people and stuff like that. It's a solid little character trait for, for um, DeVille to have in this. <laughs> Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole says, the thing with DeVille is she hasn't explained her issue with Naomi. I'm like, still? She still hasn't? Oh, God. Nope. Why? Why hasn't she? Just acknowledging yeah. that on the screen doesn't make it okay. <laughs> she needs to say why she doesn't like her. Oh, yeah. goodness me. Um, it's whatever. Yeah, it's, it whatever. Is, it's whatever. Shana anyway, won. Yeah, like Naomi rolled up Shana, but then Sonya came out and made a terrible excuse as to why the pinfall didn't count. Because there was a rope break, so the hold should have been broken, so the roll-up didn't count. It's not how rules work, but that's fine. Sonya Deville's a heel, and they restarted it. Kiravuda, she passes out. Cool. It's it's, it's fine. Still See, I don't hate any one particular of these segments in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. If it's just, this is the heel authority figure, which that's a bad way to start any, any sentence, but if it's the heel authority figure getting heat on the babyface star, each of these little segments, the, the referee segment, and then the two-on-one match, and then this, they're all fine in a vacuum. I mm -hmm. don't need to see them one after the other after the other. You need to give Naomi a hope spot so that she gets a little bit more wing back. But they're not doing that. They've just come up with a list of ways to get heat on Naomi, and mm -hmm. they're just doing them all. I yeah. need to give Naomi some shine here. Let's go. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we had Reigns and Jimmy Uso backstage with some tension. Reigns was saying, it's almost as bad as Raw when I'm off. <laughs> and then Jimmy... Oh, their shows are bad. That's yeah. the joke. See, Our the shows are is, bad. Right, the thing is, <laughs> if, if Raw and SmackDown were good, he could totally get away with saying Raw is bad because it's the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head -head in direct competition. It's the only Survivor Series, right? You can get away with having that brand tension if both your shows are actually good. Because it's just a, a jab that, you know, oh, it's the heel saying the heel thing. But because their show is actually bad, <laughs> it just comes off as Roman just saying, like, well, WWE's bad and everyone knows it. It's like, you probably shouldn't be saying that. Yeah. That's fine. TNA and WCW used to do this a lot. Mm. <laughs> Didn't work yeah. out for them. <laughs> no. no. Um, but it, he, he, he made the joke about, like, oh, it's not nothing as bad as Raw. And Jimmy laughs and he's like, oh, do you think this is funny? Like, I'm not here to just pop you. What you what are you doing here? Come on, sort, sort your stuff out. And he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll fix it. It's fine. Uh, Zia Lee is coming soon. Cool. Cool. Um, then, okay, Ridge Holland said he likes Sheamus. That was the sum total of the promo, basically. Saying that yeah. they used to get in a pub and used to, they go, they went crazy when Sheamus won the WWE Championship and when he cashed in his money in the bank on Roman Reigns. I was like, I thought you'd erase that from history, but sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it's cool. Sheamus, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's two it's two meaty men slapping me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, slapping me. Yeah, this yeah, it's cool. I don't really have strong feelings about it one way or the other. I mm -hmm. probably if Ridge Holland is still a little bit green, I probably would put him with someone who's not Sheamus, but yeah. Like Sheamus is great. Sheamus is also a little bit clumsy, and he'll mm -hmm. tell you that. He's done interviews where he's just like, if he comes back from an injury, he needs to like relearn how to run the ropes and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, so 
I think Pete Dunn was probably a better partner or opponent for Ridge Holland to have, but it's not my company. Mm. Uh, maybe you can fill me in here, Tempest. Mm. Chelsea turned heel on Sasha Banks. No, yeah, it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. This when was did, a solid when did Sasha When did Sasha turn face? Oh, that I don't know. <laughs> like that same day, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> that I'm part, just very confused. Know. Because from the look of the recap, Shotzi was right. Like, yeah. Sasha got involved in Costa a match, and Shotzi beat her up for it. Yeah. Is that just a, 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 a misinformation on the recap? Like, what, what happened there? Fill me in, Tempest. In painstaking detail, everything <laughs> that happened in these segments. No, that's yeah, you pretty much got it. I mean, okay, Sasha cool. Banks, at some point, became a face on wwe's little whiteboard okay i don't think we were ever filled in on that mm-hmm. okay. maybe maybe they consider that when the stupid belt exchange happened and it was terrible and she was there making it about herself i don't know maybe that's when they consider the face turn maybe it was just because they had a solid match at uh in at saudi arabia i don't know otherwise there just wasn't really an explanation given even during that segment, Charlotte came out, she cut her I'm Charlotte and I'm underwater promo. And then Sasha came out and she was like, all right, I'm 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 here now too. And then Shossi came out and Sasha and Charlotte were both like, hey, look at this nerd with the tank and the green hair. What a loser. Mm-hmm. They were mean girling her together. Yeah. And then Sasha was on Shotzi's side. Mm-hmm. And then they did a really bad finish to that match where Sasha yeah. just got on the apron for no reason and it was poorly timed. And then and then the match itself was good. And then Shotzi turned heel, supposedly by beating up also. Maybe baby face banks, maybe heel banks. I don't know. The heel okay. turn was good. The heel okay. turn was good. The match was good. I don't know what Sasha Banks is doing. Okay. And they're taking away Shotzi's tank, which makes sense because she's a heel. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Um we then had, was this the first time that this team was named Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo? I don't know if this was the I first team so. but Los Lotharios is what they are now. Cool. I believe so, uh, yeah. they, they faced Cesaro and Mansoor. That's the thrown together team if I've ever seen they, one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like commentary was like, the makeshift tag team of Cesaro and Mansoor. I was like, makeshift? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I'll say, my notes for this match are, my god, Cesaro is so fun. That is quite the fun tag finish, though. I like it, and they're a good team. I like this match. I thought it was good. I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Cesaro getting pinned, but that's just personally because I love Cesaro and feel like he's deserving yeah. of so much more. But as an actual like elevation of Los Lotharios, I thought this did really well. I really like their tag finish of doing like the the whole flipping into the submission that holds the neck up and then into the drop kick. Like that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I thought this was a really fun little match. You know, it it hmm. it got time. It got time. To be good, Cesaro's mm-hmm. obviously great. I I would not be having him in this match to lose, but hey, the, the, if this is what you're going to book, yep. he's a really good worker, and he's going to have a good match putting over these guys. And I like that they're putting over Los Lotharios, mm. you know, because I like Angel Garza. I like Humberto Carrillo. I like them together. I think mm-hmm. they have potential to be like a really good team. But when I saw them the first time, I was like, they feel they look like, WWE would push them as an underneath team. They look like they're the bottom of the tag team total pole. And if they're going to get wins on SmackDown, that's a thumbs up for me. I'm happy to see that. That looks fun. 
Yeah, man, I'm well into it. I think they're they're doing great, and maybe hopefully they can have a a, a proper feud uh, sometime soon. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Hardy and Aaliyah were backstage. Was this Aaliyah's oh, debut God. on SmackDown? Uh, she cut like a promo backstage when they introduced all the new draft picks, but otherwise, yeah, oh, cool. I think so. Cool. Sami Zayn said some stuff to them. No, 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 no. The, you're missing the best part of this, where Jeff yeah. Hardy's talking to Aaliyah and Kayla comes up. It's like, hey, Jeff Hardy, I got a question. He's like, have you met Aaliyah? She walks off. He's like, so Jeff, he's like, no. Nah. And walked <laughs> away. <laughs> what? <laughs> I died. I absolutely died. <laughs> Why? They could have just done this segment. Why did it have to be an interview? <laughs> It was an interview, but then they just redid the same framing of Jeff Hardy and Aaliyah standing together. He just said no. Oh God. I like, forgot yeah, I about it. I actually don't oh. want to talk to you right now. I didn't. Uh, I didn't write it down in my notes. That's so funny. Um, oh. Sami Zayn says some stuff to them. It's not important. And Aaliyah says, "Is he always like that?" And Jeff Hardy goes, "Yes. Welcome to SmackDown." Oh. Okay. Um. Drew McIntyre had an open challenge next, and Ricochet answered it. And I was like, Hello. "I was like, Ooh, this could be this interesting." Um, uh, see Ricochet in the blue Power Ranger outfit. That's yeah. a joke. That's a joke. Tempest. It's a joke similar <laughs> to your Halloween costume. Anyway, because oh, he's in kind of he's in kind of the Nightwing thing. Uh, he did and wear Ricoch- Nightwing outfit once at SummerSlam. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Uh, so Ricochet, I thought Ricochet's promo was decent. He's not the best promo in the world by any means, but I thought his promo was decent coming down and just being like, hey man, one of these days, someone's going to come out here and slap you in the face. And then he got in the ring and he slapped you in the face. And I was like, that's good. <laughs> nice. That was, that was pretty decent. Um, but that then led into what I thought this was the best thing on the show. This match I thought was fantastic because it told a very simple and very good story in that Drew McIntyre had just got real pissed off because he just slapped him in the face. So then... Drew McIntyre threw him around the ring for like five minutes. It was yeah. brilliant. And he just, yeet, yeet. there's more of this. Ricochet got in the odd like crossbody and drop kick and stuff. And then the finish was really good. It wasn't perfectly timed, but the theory was there and it still looked fine. It still didn't look bad at all, which was Ricochet going for a Musa off the second rope. Claymore as he's upside down. Good. Yeah. Great. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. I would not be having Ricochet be jobber to the stars by any means, but if that's what you're going to do, this was good. This was good. It was given enough time to be good, which is all I ask for on SmackDown, is that the matches that I want to see are given time to be good. Obviously, this wasn't like a 20-minute classic or anything, but it was longer than like a a one- or two-minute squash, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're just having Drew McIntyre win matches. Simple and it's effective, and that's all that I need to see right now. Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre has an open challenge. He beats a good wrestler. That's that's his segment for the week. That works. I'd rather see that than have him lose a bunch of matches and end up with a yeah. title shot somehow. Yeah, I think this is just effective booking, and I hope to see Ricochet get his day in the sun at some point. I don't know that that's ever going to happen again, but I can cross my fingers and hope. Yeah. I thought this was great. And you know what? Ricochet getting in a little bit of offense, a little bit of offense against McIntyre is good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, as someone who's not really had all that much offense in a long time, having this actually helped elevate him a little bit. 
And Drew getting a convincing victory, I thought the pace of the match was very fast, which was good. There was kind of a, a lot of quick-paced spots, and Drew just chucking him around the ring and stuff. It was fun. It was really fun. Two good wrestlers doing some good wrestling. Good stuff. Novel. Yeah. Um, New Day backstage said, who will bend the knee? Yes, I guess it. Uh, and then we got, hap- then we got Happy Talk. Oh, Christ. With the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Viking Raiders came out. And said, we're here to raid. They said, as they stood there, not raiding. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's the politest raid I've ever seen. Uh, they came out and said they're going to raid. And Corbin's like, you're dumb. And the Viking Raiders like, this show is corny and it sucks. And I'm like, this is terribly scripted. And then they started to like throw some stuff around on the set. And I was like, oh, okay, they're actually going to raid. Now, that's cool. And then it immediately went to an ad break. And then it came back and it's like, here's a here's a tag match. It's like, oh my god, okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about pacing on this show every time. <laughs> Sorry, but they make it hard. <laughs> they make it hard. In the chat. <laughs> yeah. It it's is raid, Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Mud Mother. Good stuff. Um, Why do they have a friggin' talk show? Who allowed this? I don't know. Do they I go don't... to Adam Pierce and say, can we have a block of time for yeah. happy talk? And Adam Pierce is like, yeah, right. Why would you yeah. say that? It's always yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's always bad. People hate it. No one gets over. The... Like, what? <laughs> what's the upside for happy talk in storyline? Why are heels just allowed to have segments like this that suck? Corbin oh, and Madcap must run away from the tag match to take a count out loss. I don't care. Up next, something that I do care about. Hit Row were backstage. Mm-hmm. Hit Row minus BFAB, because she got released this week. Yeah, you asshole. So, Sami Zayn said that they need to make a proper entrance. Fine. Heel being dumb heel, great. And, of course... Sami Zayn said that Top Dollar can be a pillar on SmackDown. Never mind former North American champion Swerve, who's standing right there. Top Dollar, he's the big guy. He's the pillar that can that can be on SmackDown. Fine, whatever. They then had Sami Zayn do an entrance, which was very funny. He's Sami Zayn. He overcommitted to the entrance and was dancing around. He's a funny guy. I love Sami Zayn. Hit Rose Entrance Music Hit. And they've taken out BFAB's vocals. You know, the bit that gets the crowd excited, the hero that everyone parrots back to it. You know, the, the like the most engaging part of the entrance music of Hit Row. No, they're taking that out now. Because they released BFAB. <laughs> what is their problem? I I don't know. Like if I if I get started on the WWE releases thing, we'll be here all day. So I'd rather yeah. not because yeah, there's fair. a whole podcast that Randy, Andy Datsun, and I did on the Wrestle Talk mm. main channel when the releases were going down. So check out that if you want to see me get real pissed off at WWE mm. releasing BFAB one week after her signing a new contract. Oh, God, Asshole. just what is that problem? And then. <laughs> I, th- I thought that even in, this, in terms of the segment itself, I thought they were going to beat up Sammy for daring to like disrespect them, right? And they didn't. They just let him go. I was like, are they faces? What's happening? And then they said, if you didn't know, now you know. 
And I was like, God, if you didn't know now, you know that they're very watered down versions of their NXT characters. Great, cool. And then Pat McAfee on commentary goes, it's Hit Row. And I was like, they don't even have that in their theme anymore, Pat. <laughs> Get with it, Pat. Oh, Matt McAfee. Man. Yeah, it, it's depressing. I said when they got called up that Hit Row was like the last NXT call-up that I could see myself really caring about. How long did that last? <laughs> oh, wasn't long. Um, nope. God, BFAB really made that group legit. Just, just real quick, I just want to say that BFAB, we, we've spoken about her, her matches that she had in NXT before and how she was a little bit green, needed a bit longer in NXT probably to develop some in-ring skills and all that stuff. But her presence with the rest of Hit Row made Hit Row feel special. Now they are three guys. They're a bunch of lads. Which is so it's, crazy yeah. because they're all so charismatic. They're all so amazing by themselves. But without that BFAB, they feel incomplete. And that is awful. Yeah. It, it really was it it really is a shame. They were a perfect little package. A perfect mm-hmm. package, and then you took out one of the puzzle pieces for no reason. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God sucks. We then had the main event of King Woods versus Jimmy Uso. You know what? I'm happy for Woods. He's got yeah. his own little King Woods intro. He's getting a bit of a push. He's king of the ring. It's what he's always wanted. Happy for Woods. That's great. Love that. Love man. to see it. Love to see Who it. Who will bend the knee, Tempest? <laughs> no one. Is no the one. Answer, it turns either out. way. Yeah. No one is the answer. Oh, this um, stupid show. Because <laughs> Woods, Woods won in the end. It Like, the match was good. It was fine, you know, not anything, anything spectacular, but it was good stuff. Um, thumb to the eye of Woods, roll up, kick out. Jay gets involved with an assisted roll up, but the referee spots it. So he gets, uh, they get up. Woods then does a roll up with the tights as retribution for that. He gets the win. Jimmy's going to go down on the knee, but Roman Reigns comes out and beats up everybody. Um, the intriguing bit of this for me, though, was the fact that they specifically attacked Kingston's knee, like they they purposely worked over Kingston's knee, and then Reigns said, uh, "You show up next week, I'm going to show you what a real king looks like." Two Woods. I'd be very into a Woods versus Reigns Universal Title match because mm-hmm. one, I really like Woods. Two, it stops a, a complete repeat of the New Day Usos tag team feud. You know, as I mentioned earlier, you know. Why aren't they going for the tag titles? Well, if they're going to do Woods versus Reigns for the Universal title instead, I'm okay with that. That's fine. And this is actually kind of intriguing. I'm I'm intrigued about the potential of what's going to happen. And that's generally how I felt about this whole show, is that I feel like it's set up some potentially good things down the line. It's just that it's not the good things right now. That's basically Are you it. saying we need to let it play out, Pete? yeah i feel you you. yeah no i i agree they didn't adhere to their own stipulations so points off for that Mm -hmm. don't don't do that but i i give anything roman reigns is involved in a little bit more of a pass than other stuff just because the storyline has been better than than wwe's storytelling over the last year, and I am very much also interested in seeing Xavier Woods Universal Championship contender. I like that. I like that quite a bit, 
because honestly, this King of the Ring has been really his only singles push at all in the Mm -hmm. last almost decade. And it's about time, you know, it's about time. He's great. He's always been the tag team guy. And I also thought that when they faced the Usos last week, we were just going to get pushed right back into the Usos and the New Day. And it would be good, but that's where we were going. And to see them go, no, actually, this is going to be a main event push for Xavier Woods. That's cool. I wasn't expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like a title match on SmackDown before Survivor Series. That's fine. That's fine with me. You know, this is an elevation. It's treating the King of the Ring with some respect. It's giving the King of the Ring the positioning of possibly being champion. I like all of that. All of that is very, very good stuff. And they're pushing it all in the right direction. We'll see how it goes from here. But I'm interested to watch next week's SmackDown so I can see what happens next with Roman and the Usos and 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 the New Day. That's all. That's all good stuff. Absolutely. Overall, uh, I I really struggled to get invested in the show, mainly because of the releases. I'll be honest. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of potential things down the line that would be good, but there wasn't actually that much good, that many good things on this show. I'd have given it a two out of five personally. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm just. I just I'll give it. I'll give much. it a three out of five. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate this show. There were some good matches on here. There were some things that I was intrigued to see, and they really made me laugh when Jeff Hardy blew off Kayla. That's not necessarily <laughs> a good thing, but I laughed. <laughs> Laughing is important. Everyone should laugh once a day, and they made yeah, me you, laugh yesterday. L- laugh, laugh at the things that they didn't mean for you to laugh at. Yeah, don't laugh <laughs> at the things where you're supposed to laugh. That's how yeah. WWE works. Yeah. Um, according to the poll on the community tab. Uh, 56% of people voting for a 3 out of 5. 20% going for a 2 out of 5. So it's a little bit higher on the 2s than normal. And yeah, 11, 9, 5, 4, 1, 4, and 5 respectively. As about what we're used to for SmackDown ratings. Seemed like a fairly average episode all in all. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just struggled to get invested. So that probably marked it It's totally understandable. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to watch WWE programming yesterday at all. No, but... Hey ho, what can you do? It's our job. Um, anyway, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. You know, one last time, I just want to remind everyone that we are sponsored by Beer 52. They're great. We love them so much, and we thank them so much for continuing to support our channel. Um, yeah, go check out beer52.com forward slash WrestleTour. Get 10 free craft beers. You get your uh you get the UK viewers only, 595 postage. You get 10 beers. 10! Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's ten. This is as many fingers as you got. Crazy that. Go check them out. They're awesome. We love beer fifty-two. Ten free beers. Beer fifty-two.com forward slash wrestle talk. Go get them. They're great. They're tasty. And you get snacks and magazines. It's great. New punk rants in the ultra chat um, says last chance to get those. Do you want, oh yeah, you want to do the podcast? <laughs> Thank you, you want to do the shoutouts first? Thank you, Tempest. Keeping us on the on the track today. <laughs> on the tracks only. Just hey man, it's my first week back. Leave me alone. What's the date today? It's the 6th. Okay. Thank you, everyone, to our, our pledge hammers. They're cool. <laughs> uh, if you visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you can get your own Patreon shout-out, get your own custom wrestling nickname. And also, right now, the poll is live for WrestleTalk Extra, so you can vote on what show Ollie and Luke have to review, what retro wrestling show Ollie and Vuke will have to review. 
that's going to be up later this month. There's going to be loads of really cool ones. There's some, there's like Survivor Series 2014. I know it's been suggested with Sting's debut and the Team Cena Team Authority. Survivor Series 2016 with Goldberg and Lesnar. That's interesting. I was there. You were there at that one. Uh, the, 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 the other stuff that's on there, TNA turning point 2008 and 2009. Oh, oh. yeah. Survivor oh, Series 1990 undertaker's debut world war three. The first one. Oh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. WCW mayhem. The first one, I believe that was 99. All sorts of suggestions on this poll. So go vote patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. And also, if you pledge at the $25 tier or above, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it, is, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So, thank you to... Need a drum roll for this one. Ronald Coleman, baby! Yeah! Shield Maiden, the Zornese. Thank you. LIW's American Muscle, Tyler Gamola. Thank you. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Yeah, yeah, he can. Thank you very much. The Cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Thank you. Gavin Cash Money, Kashiwabara. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. Rob Steiner Recliner. Thank you. Rue the day, Ruari, Ruari, O'Brien Kelly. Yeah, thank you. The Night Rider, Kits. Yeah, thank you. There's nobody lesser than Brad Slesser. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah, thank you. And have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Now, last call for the Ultra Chats. Now, here's where we do the Ultra Chat thing. Get them in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. New Punk Rants. We're getting back to the uh, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston stuff. New Punk Rants says, Haven't felt this way about a promo battle since WCW. It was bliss. CM Punk is my wrestler of 2021. I smile every time I see him. He's also a hero of mine. All hail. Hashtag GOAT. Hashtag best in the world. I love AEW so much and also wish WCW won. No, you don't. No one wishes WCW won. I get the sentiment, but you don't want that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think there's like if W if they just didn't lose their minds in like 1997 or eight. You know, if That's if it was just 2001 WCW continuing onward forever. Mm. No, that would also be bad because that show yeah. was terrible. But if they just never went down. You know, if they if they got it in their head to create some new stars and actually kept their business rolling and popular and didn't retread the NWO a hundred times, yeah, I would like to be watching Nitro on Mondays. Yeah, instead I mean, of friggin' Raw. I mean, I f- I feel like that also goes for WWE though. If they just continued to have good shows, <laughs> then it would be good. You know, it's also true. I I don't know. Uh, Nick Corvello says, Hey guys, just wanted to say I definitely like the confrontation segment, but I felt Kingston held back quite a bit. Compared to the stuff Punk has said throughout, I felt Kingston could have thrown more barbs at him, even if it wasn't mentioned in Cabana. My light has turned off. It has. You're quite blue now. 
They run out of I don't blue now. think. I don't think. Uh, I know you say even if it wasn't mentioning Cabana, I don't think they should ever mention Cabana. That's like because they, as far as I know, as far as I know, Punk and Cabana probably don't want to do business together. So, don't lead any fans to think that they might do business together. That's just me. I I think uh, I think the promo was 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 great. You had Eddie talking about CM Punk quitting, which even still gets a lot of people going. Ooh. So I think they accomplished their job without without using all the bullets they might have had in their tank. I agree. I've done a backup ring light, and I think it looks okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Yoko Littner says AEW's made some amazing signings, but there is an argument to be made that Kingston is the most valuable. What he brings on screen, as well as being a leader in the locker room, can't be quantified. It's a fair point. I, I, I will. I will say the locker room thing. Very, very, very true. I don't think you can say Kingston's the most valuable signing. I think logistically you've got guys like Chris Jericho and John Moxley and Brian Danielson and CM Punk and stuff like that that will be a bigger deal business wise than Eddie Kingston, but that's not taking anything away from Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Matthew Robinson says, Wow, Eddie and Punk, it was everything I wanted it to be. Eddie telling Punk to quit for seven years literally made me stand up and cheer for Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, after I beat you with a full gear, do me a favor and quit again for seven more years. Was Oh, what a great line. Love it. Oh, great promo. Yeah, yeah, man. It was awesome. Kim G says, uh, CM Punk said he had some scores to settle in the back. Well, here go. Uh, well, here we go. Greetings from Kyrgyzstan. Hello. Hello. Greetings from Canada. <laughs> Greetings from London. Uh, Van Twinblade says, uh, I was at Rampage. The dark matches are must-see, and CM Punk actually got booed because he started talking baseball, and everyone in America knows the Cubs cards drama 20 out of 10 show. Baseball. Both of those teams lost. Mm, I see. Brian Moore says, Who cares about SmackDown? Thought I'd have to wait for Punk and Kingston to hear a savage roast, but damn, Max Caster. Another great John Silver match. Random question. Who do you think is the most underrated tag team in AEW? For me, it's TH2. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of choices, but that that goes with having a great tag division. Um, It's tough because they're not uh, able to wrestle right now as a team, but maybe best friends. Best friends are great. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, best, best friends, friends are absolutely fantastic. Honestly, it might be the Dark Order, like even I was, Uno and Stu Grayson. I was legit gonna say uh, Silver and Reynolds actually mm. as underrated because I th- I feel like they could they could be elevated quite a lot. Like obviously we've seen John Silver in this one. Like I feel like as individuals they're fairly well respected stuff, but as a tag team they haven't got that many like notable big tag team wins or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both very good. Um, Mary Painsville Dan says, love Rampage. Eddie and Punk are so cool badasses. Speaking of cool badasses, have you heard about who is announced for 16 Carat? Hell yeah, it's on, guys. It's on next March. Hashtag Biff rules. I have not heard about who's announced for 16 Carat. Sorry, Tad. It's Biff. It's uh, Lonnie Larkin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I'm sure. I I feel like he's... music. I I get the feeling that he's going to fit that 16 carat mold quite well very much uh matthew robinson says hey pete maybe like john silver ask ollie to cut his hair and change his name to pudge <laughs> love the main event of rampage pudge <laughs> it's not bad you know 
I'm, yeah. I'm tempted. That's that's quite funny. Uh, Kevin May says, I love AEW. Any show that can have the intense realism of Eddie and Punk plus my favorite line of the show by Silver. I beat you last week wearing a Bambi outfit and I love every <laughs> second of it. How can you not love that? Can't wait for full gear. Yeah. That's canon. Yeah. So, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Show's just fun, you know? Yeah, man. I just watch it and I have fun. That's all I want out of wrestling. Yeah. I don't want to go I don't want to go to bed mad after watching it. <laughs> Uh, do you want to take over for the WWE Ultra Chat? Sure. Matthew Robinson has said, I will admit not having Roman Reigns on the show last week. I was actually excited for his music, so maybe they have him on and off to keep the amazing appeal of Roman alive. That's what we've been saying. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is when he's not on, there's like nothing good on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, that's that. You know, it works better if the rest of your show is also good. But yeah. I understand the sentiment. Uh, Matthew Robinson again says new and loved Roman would not let Jimmy Neal to Xavier. So thought the show started and ended good, but not much in the middle. Yeah, that's probably about right. There were some fun matches, but there wasn't much substance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith Lloyd says, if I become a a Patreon member, can I be Keith Housecat Lloyd? (laughs) LOL. Yes. Give me all all the Kingston versus Punk promos forever. On a serious note, the releases this time hit harder because most are women and women of color. Not trying to be uh, salacious, but just my opinion. It's a very solid point, you know. You know, if, if, I mean, none of these releases look good, but when you look at it through certain optics, yeah, this company's not uh, not great. It's not great, and and you know even if it's not their intention, it's still something that's worth noting. You know. Yeah, I mean that releasing people who apparently were going through mental health issues. You're releasing Keith Lee after everything that he's been through this year. It's just it's a bad company run by bad people. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, just gonna say that, you know, sure is, sure yeah. is, yeah. Uh, Lakshmi Narasimhan B says, really love Rampage, yet to watch SmackDown. Also, I don't get Survivor Series anymore. At least a few years ago, Shane was running SmackDown, Stephanie was running Raw, so it made a tiny bit of sense to do it. With Pierce and DeVille running both, what's the point? I would love an answer, Lakshmi. When you come up with one, you let us know. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, they they actually mentioned Survivor Series on this show, and they showed the, the logo a couple times. It didn't have the normal Survivor Series thing of having like the dueling blue and red colors coming from either side. So maybe it's not the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head to head in direct competition this year. Maybe. Maybe it's going to be Woods versus Reigns at Survivor Series. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm over the brand thing. I don't care. I don't care at all. Uh, Dylan Jason Voorhees says, hey, guys, number one edge head here. Mm, Get out of here. Do you have an edge tattoo? I do. <laughs> but I want to talk about Roman. Who do you guys think will dethrone him? I really don't think it's going to be Drew. I think we'll get Drew versus Roman at the Rumble. I think that's a pretty solid shout. I don't think they're on SmackDown yet. I could see Drew doing it. Honestly, I could. With their history that they had at Survivor Series last year, they already have a, a story if they wanted to play off that, and Drew's been fairly well protected. I don't know, and I'm honestly, I don't think I... I will know. So I'm just good. It will just happen when it happens. You know, I don't think we're going to be able to predict it because I don't think WWE knows. So if I could book, if I could book anyone on the roster right now to be the guy, not necessarily like next week or anything, Isaiah Swerve Scott, do it. Mm. It's great. Yeah, absolutely great. I book Walter. 
<laughs> well, yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, I also missed off here because it was cut off. Uh, it says, side note, Tempest is champion. They're never sending that belt over here. He says, nope. Pete like Pete's like the Miz as champ. That's not very nice and not My true at all. Is the longest in <laughs> Wrestle Talk history. I'm the longest reigning jam that champion as of like Monday. Literally, yeah. I'm tying I'm tying Laurie's reign tomorrow at 140 days. When we hit Monday, 141 days, longest reigning champion of all time. How am I like the Miz? Miz has you're not like, had the longest reign of all time. You're Bruno San Martino. I'm Sam Martino of this <laughs> company. That's what I am. Uh, Riot DR says Los Lotharios are just so sexy. Also, Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. Do you think SmackDown Fuck. remembers that? I forget. I that. didn't remember yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Intercontinental title doesn't mean a damn thing. It's sad, but it's true. Alpaca Nation says Tempest. You and Pete review Avatar. I'll gladly join and review Yu-Gi-Oh. Always trust in the heart of the cards. Damn right. Yeah. I don't know. Also, that was just the first one I had on hand. We we did start reviewing Avatar in the uh the podcast intro and outro, so the audio version of this podcast, or if you're a member, you can watch the video version of it. We chat about Avatar for a little bit on the outro of the uh, of the show today. So you can go listen to that for what our favorite episodes are. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Braun Breaker the Magical Warrior. <laughs> I really like that I that I it. said that. I really like that. I changed my Twitter name to Braun Breaker, the Magical Warrior, after that. Mm. Uh, Hannah Allen just says LIW444 Life. Thank, Thank you, you, Hannah. Uh, Vandalia1998 says, I was just wondering which of you has held their titles the longest. Uh, that would be I... you? Yeah. Yes, because then you you won it and then lost it and then won it again. Yeah. So yours was after I believe. mine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you probably had more cumulative Quizzlemania days as Quizzlemania champion, but I think I'm a for well, the yeah, current a... reign. I think I'm longer. Well, yeah, because I'm a I'm a three time champion. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah! Multiple title runs. That's where it's at. Mm. Uh, and finally, Man, uh, Manuel Cifuentes says, "Hey Pete, my last name is pr uh, pronounced Cifuentes. Hey, I got it right. And now you know. Hit row pun intended. Haha." With all these WWE releases that AEW will try and go and sign these talents, it's a must that Rampage will go to two hours in the future, right? No. No. One hour show. It's perfect. Two hours. Yep. They did the two hour thing like a couple weeks ago. It's too long for my liking. It's mm -hmm. too much. One hour is perfect. I don't think AEW is going to sign that many people. No. I could see them signing like maybe two, maybe Keith three. Lee. Keith Lee, Ember Moon. Uh, perhaps mm, maybe Ty Valkyrie. She might go mm -hmm. back to Impact. I don't know. That, that's say, a whole a whole topic. But there's maybe Cross. But I could also see Cross going back to Impact as well. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Keith Lee for sure would belong there, and then perhaps more people for the women's division. But I think that'll be about it. Keith Lee being able to be Keith Lee is one of my Ooh, favorite yeah. things. I can't wait to see that. Absolutely. But that does it for the Ultra Chats. So mm. thank you all very much for those who have sent those in. Appreciate all of you. And that's going to do it for this episode of the SmackDown Rampage podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. I'm back on the Saturday shows. You're welcome. It's going to be a good time.
so let's kick this off tempest because i believe today is actually the debut episode of the avatar podcast that we uh, that we said we were definitely going to do uh, on yeah. nxt uh so let's just kick things off um what's your favorite avatar episode oh god out of out of the on. original three three series not including Korra or anything else yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. last airbender oh, there's so many good ones genuinely good ones you know um i love i love the one where they're in the the weird sand library i think that's mm-hmm. that one's really cool library um, of one tongue the one who knows a thousand things i love him yeah He's well great. i love that i love that mm-hmm. episode um of course i love like the end of season one where they're mm-hmm. they're fighting up in the in the north pole mm-hmm. uh, and then similarly i love the end of season two where zuko decides he's still gonna be a bad bad boy and oh, just get yeah. that that side eye look from uh from iroh just being like raised you better than this Ooh. Yeah. moments like that like that might be my favorite episode because like all of the the magic and the water bending and the fire bending and everything is like that might be where it's at its peak is like mm. in that episode with that duel to me. Mm. And then you get the really strong character moments from Zuko, who is the best character in that show. Easily. Yeah. Easily the best character in that show. That that might be my favorite. The last episode that's, of season two. That's really that's, strong. That's totally fair. Yeah. That that was gonna be one of the ones I'd mentioned. That's the the crossroads of destiny, and god, it's yeah. amazing. Um I really like the storm, uh, mm. one of the ones from season one, where you have the entire backstory of Ang and Zuko and how they're actually kind of similar, and does like foreshadowing of Zuko's like face turn later on. Oh man, it's brilliant! Uh, spoilers for Avatar: Last Airbender, by the way. Go and watch it if you haven't, because <laughs> it's been out for like eighteen years. They can, I know, they can deal but with just it. in case, you know, go watch it. It's a bloody brilliant show. Um, yeah. Like the storm of how like their their destinies are intertwined, and they have like the dual storytelling, and they're cutting back and forth between the two, and they're they're trying to showcase Zuko in a bit more of a positive light, and you have like the negative side of Ang and like his insecurities and stuff, and then at the end where they come up through the water, and then Ang and Zuko just make eye contact as they're flying off, and I'm just like, oh, all of this, it's all interconnected, and there's just like a moment of understanding between them, even though they haven't been present for each other's storytelling. There's like this moment where they're like like this connection between them oh it's it's brilliant what a great episode um a great show yes what a great show and yes the, uh, crossroads of destiny fantastic uh also big shout out to not necessarily the episode though the episode is very good uh the moment where it's one of the last four episodes i get those confused they're all one big episode for me um but when zuko reunites with iroh is just yeah <sighs> oh my god and he's just there, just like crying, just being like, I'm so sorry I let you down. And then Aro just hugs him. He's like, oh, it's fine. It's like, mm-hmm. how can you just say that? How can you just be <laughs> fine? How are you so forgiving? I love you. Uh, yeah, it's great. What what a show. We're, we're, we're going to talk about This is going to be every NXT and SmackDown now. We're going to talk about <laughs> more Avatar talking points. And I'm going to uh, slip some Yu-Gi-Oh in there every once in a while. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> this is how we're going to get get through the NXT podcast. Keep our sanity. <laughs> We'll get through the NXT podcast by not talking about NXT. It's going to be great. Um, Anyway, that is going to do it for this episode of the uh, SmackDown and Rampage podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back with more content very, very soon indeed. We've got full gear coming next week as well. Look forward to that. Just stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.